You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the Post's newsroom to life on stage. Before the eighth and final season of Homeland, award-winning actress Claire Danes and the Homeland creative team came to the Washington Post for a rare in-depth conversation moderated by Robert Costa. The panelists previewed the upcoming season, shared stories from eight years of making the award-winning show, and discussed the program's impact as an era-defining drama in a post-9-11 world. Let's listen. Good morning. Really appreciate you being here. I'm Bob Costa with the Washington Post. So delighted to have uh, the Homeland team here at the Post. Clara Danes, Alex Ganza, Howard Gordon, Leslie Linka-Gladder, true professionals have become friends of the Washington Post. We really appreciate you coming to the Washington Post live stage just before season eight premieres this Sunday on Showtime. Uh, it's such a special moment for Homeland after all these years as a fan of the show. You really see the conclusion of not only the story, but these characters, these powerful characters. And you, when you think about Carrie Matheson, Claire, <laughs> where to begin? But what has been the challenge of playing this compelling character on television for so many years? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, eight years in, I became you know, pretty familiar with her, pretty facile with her. But that first season, was very scary because uh, you know I had about a month to prepare, and it was quite a big download. Um, I was completely ignorant about all things CIA and all things bipolar. So um, uh, integrating those two th you know, uh, things was not obvious, um, and uh, and and was definitely a challenging process. But um, but no, I mean this was. Uh, just such an endless gift. I mean, it, it, I, I, her dynamism and her complexity was never ending, and um, and she was so fierce, and she had so much agency, um, <laughs> CIA agency, um, uh, and and um, you know she propels the story forward, um, and. And she's so muscular and powerful and as vulnerable as anyone could be. So that paradox was just, um, you know, the stuff of, of dreams, really. But um, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy, but it was incredibly rewarding. And just the quality of the material was relentlessly excellent. I mean, I, I was like in awe of, 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 of these guys. Uh, ability to spin these elaborate yarns, um, uh, reflect what was actually happening in the world, and and create these characters who were so human um, and so compelling, just over and over and over again. I was going to say, oh, for, forgive, forgive me for telling this story, but on, in our very first uh, episode, the very first day of shooting, I don't know if it was the first day of shooting, but it was certainly your first scene with Mandy, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and what you must what you were. We were all so much younger, <laughs> but but I'll never forget before before the first scene shot between Mandy and Claire, Claire came up to me and said, "Is anybody gonna believe me as an intelligence officer?" And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> and then and then it does have a happy ending because uh, Claire and Mandy shot the scene outside. We were at the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco uh, facility, which was crazy. And there was this outdoor courtyard, very stark. It was a winter day. 
and Claire and I had a huge argument about wearing that cap. Yeah, it was really cold. And I was wearing a, like a black beanie and Alex was pleading with me, like, you look like an idiot. I mean, he didn't say those words, but that was the tacit uh, note. Uh, but, you know. Anyway, the, 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 I remember being, I behind, being behind the monitors. You won. And, and, and Claire and Mandy started to play this scene. And I knew in 15 seconds that we had a series because they were both from the very beginning you just, you just completely bought into the whole world. It was amazing to watch. Yeah, well it was amazingly written and obviously Mandy is uh, just so, so brilliant. But I remember at the first table read, we had our, we just uttered our first you know, bits of dialogue and there it was. The relationship just was so palpable and developed and, and it just sang. And I, I, I don't know how that happened. That was like, a, you can't account for that. It was just and this also, kind of incredible. It doesn't chemistry. happen that often. It doesn't. No. You know, this is a very special thing when all of these elements come together uh, to create this kind of storytelling. Yeah. I, I was going to say only, but regarding Carrie, that um, that we the character was uh, Claire before she was Carrie, because when Alex and I. Um, you know, hatched uh, the character. We said, "What? Who? Who is?" And we, you have to fish. You know, fish in your mind, and as you're trying to sort of collectivize this imaginary exercise and create uh, this character, Claire Danes was who our character's name was on the script for the first 15 drafts. <laughs> Obviously, and only right? It became yeah. Carrie when we sent the script to Claire. But everyone called you all the time <laughs> when we're shooting. Well, a the scene C's constantly. were problematic, right? Uh, the yeah. Claire and the Carrie thing. So, in any scene I did. Actors called me Claire. Off screen, they called me Carrie. It was just always the opposite of what it should that have been. That was brilliant, except you called her the wrong name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. What is the legacy of Carrie Matheson, the character, Alex? Mm. You know, I, I don't think that's really up to me to, to, to say. I, have no, I don't know what the legacy is. I know what we, what we tried to convey through her character, and that is, um, you know, America's response to 9-11 and what, and what is the legacy of that event and how has the counterterrorism industry changed this country in profound ways? And it was, and it was completely reflected in Carrie's journey over the years. You know, she, she started out one place, she became very, very disillusioned with how America projected its power overseas and how she personally projected that power, quit the CIA, and then ultimately found her way back there. Beyond the story, she's become an iconic figure in television right. history, the character. Right. Well, I think, I think, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a, it's a you know, Claire talks about this all the time. You know, it's, it's, it's unusual to find a female character driving the story so relentlessly over the course of all those years. It was, you know, it was, you, you know, you were, you were leading the charge and it was so fun to write. I also think, on, on that note, is to have such a complicated, layered, complex female character that doesn't always do the right thing, that you kind of look at and go, oh, no, no. And even things of looking at a woman who is not a good mother. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a very risky thing to look at. She loves her child, but she is not a good mother. These are things that aren't usually looked at. I mean, if you look at most TV, the CIA agent would be in a hot outfit and a tight skirt and Louboutin shoes and, you know, sleeping with all her assets. And that's not I what slept with plenty shows. of assets. <laughs> <laughs> but with yeah. but there was always but a I good reason. I looked pretty terrible yeah. doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh, poor Carrie, her best friend was a shoulder bag. Her over, yeah. Her only friend. Her crossbody bag. Yeah. 
where's my friend, we would say, yeah, anyway. So that to me, as a woman, as a director, is pretty seminal in the mm -hmm. storytelling. Mm -hmm. What about the timing, Howard? You think about when the show began soon after 9-11. Did you know there would be such an interest in watching these characters try to capture terrorists? The exact opposite. We had spent, uh, I'd spent the, the decade before doing 24. Alex had spent the last couple of years with me on 24. And we were, aside from having just, fit, you know, again, very, very different shows, but still part of this uh, uh, continuum. And uh, Alex and I did this and thought, well, are people just tired? Is there a fatigue? 10 years um, in the process of two um, foreign wars that were not uh, going to plan. And um, had people gotten tired of it? And in fact, this was a character who we actually called Chicken Little, someone who actually was holding the flame and, and perhaps a paranoid one. Um, so we were stunned. I have to say, we, we were interested, though, in these questions that only could have been asked not soon after 9-11, but 10 years after 9-11. Like, what was, there were some very big questions that were animating us as, animating the show, but that we were asking ourselves, what do we have to be afraid of? What is the, you know, what are we giving up in, you know, in the name of national security? And we were lucky to have found these characters and this character to tell that, to answer, to not to answer the questions, but to ask them. Mm -hmm. Leslie. That's the first season. Now you're heading into your final season. How do you prepare for the final season of Homeland? Oh, my goodness. Um, one of the things that's been amazing about Homeland is that every year we reinvent the show. We reinvent the wheel. Usually in a TV series, uh, you kind of get it dialed in by the, the last season. You're on the same sets. You know your, your locations. We reinvent. We go to a new country every year. So it feels like we're doing a pilot. We're starting over. And that has kept it fresh and exciting. It also never gets any easier. But I think it's just being honest to the characters in the story. And one of my favorite things in Homeland is when you have a scene where two characters have completely opposing views and they're both right. So, you know, that has been thrilling for me as a director. And my first scene on Homeland, because I did not direct the first season, I was on another series, and I saw the show and I'm like, oh my God, I need to be involved with this. And when they called me, I was like, yes! <laughs> uh, and I happened to get this episode called Q&A, which was 40 pages in one room, in an interrogation room. And I had a total panic attack. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do to make this interesting? How flashy could I be? And then I realized I had it all wrong. You know, it, you can't be afraid to be simple when you're in the room with Claire Danes and Damian Lewis. And it was an extraordinary experience. And I fell in love, mm -hmm. you know. And the process was uh, as good as And you also did an amazing thing, Leslie, that episode. Usually when you film a scene, you film a scene, you know, twice. You film a scene, you know, Claire will have the first, you know, the, the camera will be set up on Claire. And you'll play the scene on, you know, from Claire 